Hi guys, thank you for joining us again at Ace Your Health Podcast. My name is Dr. Toxie here at Mason, Ohio and Ace Integrative Health. Thank you so much for joining us. Today we have Riddhi Toxie here. She's our yoga teacher and topic of today is yoga and what is it, why is it, and what can you do with it. So let's let me introduce Riddhi again. She's been with us a few times in the past. She is a 500-hour registered yoga teacher, went to India, you know, thousands of miles away and came back. And now she's here with us spreading this entire science of yoga. So let me ask you something. So why is yoga important to you and how did you get into yoga? So I got into yoga just based on one single session. Um, with you and for me that was just a switch that flipped from not at all being into yoga to being into yoga but at that point my view of yoga was very limited in the sense that it was very physical oriented it was the exercise aspect that got me into it Um, but as I later realized it was more way more than that to me yoga is important because not only does it allow us to have the tools or it just arms us with the tools necessary to battle the physical stressors from day to day, whether that's um, when you're sitting at a desk and working and your back starts aching, your neck starts aching, um, to just the rigor and the hardship that our body goes through. Um, But it also arms us with the knowledge necessary to take on mental, emotional, spiritual hurdles Um, that we either know or don't even know that we're going through. And um, it gives us the ability to have a proactive standpoint versus a reactive standpoint. Um, We're not just reacting to something. We are one step ahead of it. Like, for example, if someone, take a job, for example, tells you you're fired, you're not reacting to it by scrambling to get your resume and looking for jobs. You're proactive in the sense that someone tells you you're fired or you have to be laid off. You have your resume ready. You have connections. You've networked before. Like that is a very crude example, but it's basically what it does. You um, are proactively taking care of your health so that not only are you ready to battle anything that comes your way, but you're preventing it. And that's why yoga is just so important for everybody. Why why do you think? So, well, I... My thinking of yoga is it connects people, allows... It's a science. So just like how there's any other science in the world, there is a science of understanding your own energies how we can convert that into getting what we want. But within us, we have our mind, we have our body, and then we have our spirit. So if we are able to connect it together, then that's why I feel like it's really important because it helps people with different diseases. And, you know, there are, those are some of the reasons why, you know, I feel that I would put yoga as one of the most important things in life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it serves different purpose for different people. Right. In your experience, 
what are the benefits you have seen in yoga? Um, the benefits of yoga are so wide-ranging. In my experience alone, I have seen it help people on a physical level, whether that's getting rid of um, any sort of aches and pains for, for day-to-day reasons. Uh, when it comes to specific diseases, I've helped it not only reduce chronic pain caused by that, chronic, um, I wouldn't, not deformation, but like chronic disabilities that prevented them from enjoying their day-to-day life. It has helped them come, it has helped them elevate themselves to a level that allows them to regain control of their life. Um, In a personal um, example as well, it has helped me on an emotional level. When I first started yoga, there was just this huge emotional release that happened that I didn't even know existed or that needed to happen. Um, There are just so many benefits and even not in my experience, just from anecdotal um, evidences that I've uh, gathered, yoga can help at a physical level in all the different systems, nervous, respiratory, excretory, reproductive, digestive, but on a non-physical level, emotional, mental, it helps with concentration, it helps with calming for anyone young to old, it can help with getting better sleep, it can help with such a wide range of different categories that it's just mind-blowing to me why everybody doesn't know about it. Mm -hmm. So that's a that's a really interesting understanding of what you said about yoga. So in your practice, how would you define yoga? In your understanding, what is yoga to you? If you look at it from a purely logical standpoint, you look at the word yoga, the root word yoga, it, ca- it means yoke, to harness, to join together. Um, this means union. This translates over to the union, and for yoga, that means the union of the jivatma, which is the individual self, to the paramatma, which is the universal self. And that essentially leads to the end goal of yoga, which is samadhi, or self-realization, liberation, whatever you wish to call it. Um, But when it comes to what is yoga to me it is just a journey it is a way of life yes but the end goal of it is to end up in a better state than i am right now so how old is yoga where did it come from yoga is insanely old depending on who you ask it can be vary from 5,000 years to 10,000 years to as old as time but uh, the first documented text refer to yoga 5,000 years ago if you look at the true nature of what is yoga it encompasses breathing it encompasses emotions and mental statuses it encompasses diet daily lifestyle discipline it is so much more than what we talk about in the modern day as physical exercise to which it has existed since the dawn of time. Um, yoga is 
not in the sense that it is now for the common man. It wasn't for the common man back in the day. It was for spiritually elevated people or individuals. And so at that point, it was more of a discipline. You can take one asana, one posture, and they could reach liberation in just that. But um, while the practice of yoga has existed, the knowledge of it, I would date back to 5,000 years in the first documented text. Okay. So what I'm understanding is people do yoga for many different reasons. Agreed? Agreed. And you said you can do it for liberation. You can do it for union of your physical body with mental body. Mm-hmm. You can do it for health benefits. So what, what is yoga? What does that mean to do yoga? Like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. So... Yoga has a lot of different parts to it. So let's break it down. Yoga has eight limbs. It has... Wait, wait, what does it have? Eight? Eight limbs. It's an animal? <laughs> Think of it's it a as spider? a tree branch. It's, it's, it's a tree a limb. branch. Okay. Yeah, it's an extension of... It's just a breakdown of what yoga has. Um, and there are eight aspects to it. There's yam, niyam, asana. Pranayam, Pratyahar, Dharna, Dhyan, and Samadhi. And so the first... Okay, wait. What are in English? What does that mean? So, Yam are self-restraints or self-disciplines. They're external. So, something such as um, Ahimsa or um, Aparigrat. Ahimsa means non-violence. The act of non-violence in everything you do, whether it's towards other living beings or your thoughts or his actions... Um, aparigra means non-attachment to things. You're not seeking out other objects for validation or any reason. Um, then you have your niyams, which are internal disciplines, such as cleanliness um, and just truth, um, speaking truth. And, and it, it's more of that internal discipline that you must keep. So wait, then, so yam and niyam. Yes. So yam are... External disciplines. External disciplines. Niyam are? Internal disciplines. Internal disciplines. So yes. yam are like the rules of living a life. Mm-hmm. And niyam are rules of... Or disciplines or what kind of things you do for yourself. Exactly. And then you go into asans, which are So postures. that's number three. Yes. The third one is asans, which are postures. We call... The crow pose in asan. Um, that is more into the physical aspect. The number four is pranayam, which prana means breath or the life force. So that comes into more focusing on, on your breathing. Then pratyahar, uh, which is, it's, it's literally it means withdrawal of the senses. But if you look at it overall, it's the bridge that takes you from the first four first four or five limbs which are called bahiranga means external yoga to antaranga which is internal yoga so the first five that i just mentioned yam niyam asan pranayam and pratyahar pratyahar acts as the bridge between the two bahiranga what is and antaranga. pratyahar is withdrawal of all the senses okay so first yam then niyam then asan mm-hmm. Then pranayam, yep. 
and then pratyahar. Exactly. So these, this is all part of yoga. These are all part of yoga. Okay. And then you go into dharna, which is concentration, dhyan, which is meditation, and finally samadhi, which is you can call it liberation or the final destination where you're in union with so, the universe. So when some when when I say I'm doing yoga, mm -hmm. if I don't know these words, I can just say I'm following rules for external internal life. Mm -hmm. I'm doing some postures and different stretches. Mm -hmm. I'm breathing properly, or I'm doing different practices to breathe better. Yeah. And then I'm limiting my senses so maybe if i'm doing a penance or doing a fasting yep i am limiting that so those kind of lifestyle choices mm -hmm. internal external exercising proper breath work and limiting one limiting extra pleasures i guess or extra usage of senses yep is all yoga that's all yoga so then so yoga is a science that tells you how to do all of these things yes and then this is all outer and then internal concentration mm -hmm. meditation exactly. and then being in stillness mm -hmm. so that's the andar and so on so if i yeah. don't know those words then i can just say hey i'm going to learn how to concentrate better i'm going to learn how to meditate better or be more mindful yeah or i'm going to be more still or with myself and feel more free and liberated mm -hmm. So that's that, all yoga. So that's those are so the, the yoga teaches you how to do all of these eight things. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, everybody's already practicing yoga. If you're breathing, you're practicing yoga. Some person that says I hate yoga, but they go to the gym every day. They wake up at the same time to eat or to go to work to shower. That discipline is yoga too. So there, there's no way to escape yoga. <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. So it's like if somebody wants to become a a doctor, they would have to go and learn biology, chemistry, physiology, anatomy, pharmacology, microbiology, all of these logies that you would have to learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have to learn all of these logies and you can call them different limbs of medicine. Exactly. That's the perfect analogy. And then these are different things. So it sounds that sounds pretty i mean you know learn not everybody becomes uh, a doctor nor everybody <laughs> goes through medicine but mm -hmm. it could it could fit into any any um whether you want to become an architect or a business there are different things you take classes to get to be uh, to be able to practice well mm -hmm. and in yoga these are the rules you follow and you do some postures and you breathe better and then you concentrate better exactly so then what what do you think people think when they think of yoga and how do they misunderstand it because if this thing has existed for you know thousands of years yeah how do we not know that in you know around the world and or it has been somehow mis interpreted yeah perceived differently mm -hmm. so what are some of the you know myth busters or thoughts mm -hmm. that you can think about the some of i have a few on my list um some of them i have experienced myself and i'm guilty as charged of thinking the same way um first it's just a form of exercise or it's just limited to physical asanas which is insanely wrong because <laughs> that's what I thought but 
I later learned that even if you refer, for example, to the Patanjali Yoga Sutras, that book has 196 sutras on yoga. It is defining A to Z of what is yoga. And even in that entire book, the dictionary of yoga, there are only three sutras that describe asanas or that even vaguely cover it. The rest of the 193 are focused on the inward journey of what yoga means. So that should in itself be a sign of how important asanas are. And um, it's not just about the physical. Yes, the physical is insanely important. Like I mentioned, the eight limbs, they are in order. First, you have to um, get a grasp, not perfect, but get a good understanding of your external internal disciplines that leads into the physical aspect of asanas, which then leads into the future, um, breath work and prana. You can't control your breath without or your life force without perfecting the asanas first. But the importance lies in what comes after you perfect the asanas. So that I learned through going deeper into yoga, but even for a common person on a day-to-day life, asanas are are a good way to get into yoga, but um, that's not what it's all about. Um, do you have any misconceptions that you've come across? Well, people think a lot, you know, and they have the right to think a lot about yoga and it might feel like a cult. Some people say yes. that it can be a religion. Some people think that it's nothing. It's just, you know, somebody's uh, perception of life. And some people might think that it's hindering them rather than helping them. Yeah. So some people think that they have to be very flexible to to do yoga. And that's, um, those are kind of things that people think about. Yeah. And it prevents them from moving forward to learning them. Mm-hmm. It's like. Practicing medicine is not just about writing prescriptions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing yoga is not just about doing asanas. Exactly. Or postures or stretching. And something so you said. So that's something. Yeah, like yeah. you mentioned that it, it's um, another misconception. A big one is that it, it's a it's a well-being regimen that's associated to a religion, which is not true. It does come from a region in India, um, but it does not. It's not affiliated with any political, religious, or otherwise institutions. It mm-hmm. is completely independent. It's just about getting a person mm-hmm. better or keeping them healthy or promoting vitality. But it's not anything to do with um, religion. Mm-hmm. Which so that's a that's a really good point. And you know, this sheds light. This answering a few questions and understanding where what yoga is, where it comes from. At this point, you know, what would you tell everybody what they can do at home? What's one thing that's yogic that mm-hmm. they can go home and just do it right now? That's one of the biggest things that I like to tell people that you, in order to get started, it's as simple as making a gratitude journal. Um, you can do this any time in the day, whether it's in the morning and you document the day before, it's at night and you're reviewing the happenings of the day, or even in a, like a lunch break at work, whenever you find time. Just make a list of 
10 positive things that happen and you will be so insanely mind blown by the transformation and just say like 10 days do it for 10 days um do it for 30 days just set let yourself take that take that five ten minutes to focus on yourself and just reflect on your day and focus on the positive side you can it can be as simple as the broccoli i ate today was really well seasoned or i had a really good night of sleep or somebody waved at me while walking by or smiled at me and that made me happy that's a positive thing and that will in instantly shift your mindset into such a positive state and your vibrations will be so elevated that that carries forward into your life and all the other aspects as well. And when you do this consistently, that changes your vibrations on a whole nother level and it's it's there to stay. It doesn't it's mm. not just a one time effect. That's a that's a great that's a great advice. Um doing a gratitude journal mm-hmm. is something that you can go home and maybe do one thing be thankful for one thing yeah. in your whole day but write it down exactly so writing it down allows you to solidify what you have thought what you've experienced and if it's positive you keep it maybe 10 days later you'll think about it and thank yourself again mm-hmm. about what has happened or thank that person again or situation again mm-hmm. with with that in mind, you know, we really appreciate all of you guys who are joining us. These notes and a lot more classes, the actual journal, mm-hmm. the PDF of the gratitude journal that you can go home and do it. Yeah. Uh, it will all be in the community at Ace My Health community. And you can find a link below somewhere on this page, wherever you are. Join us on Instagram, on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or on YouTube and if you have any questions just let us know we'll be able to answer them we'll address them in our next podcast or in our next video that we make every Friday we are praying together I would urge all of you guys to pray together as well set a day when you just send out positive vibrations for those people who have come into your life we try to do that as a group at the clinic and we're doing it for all of those people who contact us in any shape or form if we are able to give back to the community and to those people who are listening to us who are supporting us who are asking for help that's has been our goal that how do we give back and not everything has to be monetary but if we can pray for them we send out our positive vibrations we would love for you to join. If you're able to come by, you're welcome to come by. Let us know when you're coming by. And otherwise, we'll at some point, we'll have you join us on YouTube Live or one of these online platforms. Do you have anything else that you want to say? No. Um, as far as yoga, just remember it's for anybody and everybody. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Thank you so much. God bless. Namaste.